Ayup me duck, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Ayup me duck means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short, let's crack on. So, <laughs> again, you might be listening to these in random order, but I just recorded a po- uh, just a 10 minutes on the research that I do around positive psychology and what we call the two percenters. So these are the people, if you do a graph of well-being, put people on a graph of well-being, we've got a natural high point, natural low point, and your two percenters are the ones who are statistically significantly happier than the rest of the population. And the two percenters, essentially what I mean by two percenter is you in best self mode more often. That's all a two percenter is. They have um, loads more energy, about 40% more energy than a, than yourself in bog standard mode, which I think is just such a big deal in the modern world. Could all do with an injection of 40% more energy. They do stuff, they make things happen, they light up the room. Now, now lots of other podcasts will be about the two percenters, but I was just introducing the other end of the well-being spectrum in the previous episode, and I call them mood hoovers. And I, what I don't want to do, because we've got to be very careful in our language in the modern world, is I don't want you thinking... So mood hoovers, essentially, are the the rump of society, far too many people who are a million miles away from feeling as great as they could and they tend to inhabit the sort of bottom third of the well-being spectrum. So they're not sad, they're not depressed, they haven't got a clinical disorder but they're a bit stuck in grumble mode, right? And we can all think of them, oh my gosh, we can all think of them and if we're really honest with ourselves, sometimes it's us, isn't it? Um, I mean, uh, people, but again, I am not talking about depression and a clinical disorder. It's not like, oh yeah, are you having a go at people who are on medication? Of course we're not. Right? We've got massive sympathy and massive empathy for people who are really genuinely struggling with their mental health. But what we're poking fun at, and I mean, I spent about 40 years in the Mood Hoover zone, so I'm poking fun at me more than anybody else. But all of us have spent some time languishing. I call it languishing. Languishing is when it's just a bit meh. It's just when there's something missing in your life. And our point is, if there's something in you missing in your life, then it's probably you, right? It's you at your effervescent, enthusiastic, uh, ebullient best. But people, uh, so, somebody was uh, sending me um, some mood hoover definitions. So my first one was, I did some work at uh, uh, car manufacturers, shall we say, I better not name them many years ago now when I was talking about mood hoovers and one <laughs> one of the managers said that on the on the appraisal form so you know like you have an annual appraisal and you have to write down what you think of your staff and the staff get to anyway some a manager had written of this negative member of staff apparently word for word it was something like this person lights up the room when they leave <laughs> now you see I, I think that's fun. I don't think you should write that on an appraisal form, by the way. But I think that's funny because we can all think of somebody like that, yeah. Um, or there was another one that the, the wheel is turning, but the hamster is dead. <laughs> Sets low standards and consistently fails to achieve them. This person doesn't have ulcers, 
but they're a carrier. <laughs> yeah, not a has been, more of a never will be. All right? Or his team would follow him anywhere but only out of morbid curiosity. So what we've got folks is this kind of definition this slightly dark humor of these people in our life who are super good at sucking the happiness out of us and leaving us feeling depleted as well. I mean, my classic one that I talk about in workshops, and again, I love her to bits, and I, when I used to work at Loughborough full-time, I used to share an office with a lady called Michelle. Oh, Michelle is such a lovely, warm human being, but oh, kind of quite, she became a caricature of negativity in the end, because her catchphrase, so about two and a half years, I sat next to Michelle in the office, and we had some good times with her, but pretty much her catchphrase that she developed over two and a half years was all she said was nightmare and that and folks that's how it was delivered in that sort of slightly drab downbeat nightmare you could just hear it 20 times a day hi michelle how was your weekend oh it was a nightmare and you could feel the happiness being sucked from your soul i've not even got to my desk and i've been nightmared well the, the weather weather nightmare too hot too windy too rainy too cloudy too foggy too too something yeah, it's always the weather's always too, you know, blue sky, skin cancer, nightmare. Windy day, nightmare. Rainy day, nightmare. Nowhere to park, nightmare parking. Now, she's not a horrible person. She's not sad. She's not depressed. She doesn't need therapy or counselling. But Michelle was a bit stuck in that learned behaviour of just being a self-averagely. And the reason, the reason, I mean, we're poking fun at it in a nice way to remind us all that we've all got that built into us if we're not careful. We've all got the ability to suck the happiness out of our loved ones. And the truth is, what we tell on, on workshops and keynotes, and the absolute truth is, it only really takes one mood hoover in your team or one negative customer to ruin your day or one negative grumbly member of your family and everybody is feeling depleted and having the happiness leaking from their body, right? So the the thing about mood is just make sure it's not you. Now the good thing about being a two percenter, so the good thing about being the opposite of a mood hoover, the good thing about being your best self, um well two good things, right? First of all, it will fundamentally change the rest of your life. And I don't say that lightly, I say that because I know it to be true because I've made that transition myself. The rest of your life spent in two percent mode, so best self mode as often as possible at working at home will fundamentally transform the rest of your life, right? So your next 50 years as best self, there's no downside to it, right? So at work and at home, you'll have a better career, you'll have stronger relationships, you, you'll feel, you'll have more energy, you'll, you'll, you'll have a more of an impact on the people around you in a positive way, you'll, you'll, you'll be a better parent, you'll probably get promoted faster, give better customer service. There's no downside to you being epic you being your best self consistently there's no downside to that but i think there's something that is it probably i mean i don't really call myself an academic but i've got a phd so i suppose i must be something academically that is even more important than that um that yeah even more important than it will change your life is that essentially being a two percenter being at the top of that well-being graph is basically it's a learned behavior or, or to be technically correct before somebody picks me up on it, it is a set of learned behaviours. So after 10 years of interviewing people who are feeling amazing, I promise you this, dear listener, they are not feeling amazing by accident. right? It's not random. They, these people, when you talk to them and you find out and you dig deep, what you'll find is they've got, they're feeling amazing because they've got a bunch of strategies that they deploy that allow them to feel amazing. 
right so they do they've got things mostly what I call intentional strategies so strategies mostly in their thinking in their heads so being a two percenter and here's the here's the game changer being a two percenter being your best self it's less about the external environment it's less about what's going on outside of you and it's more about what's going on in your thinking Whew. so I mean, I'm going to do a follow-up on that as well, I think, because that just whets the appetite, doesn't it? So I think, make sure the mood hoover in your life isn't you. <laughs> All right, that's a quite a top tip. But it's clarity of thinking. Clearing up your thinking is where the real magic source lies. So I think that'll do for today. Um, until next time, happy 2% thinking. Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. Remember the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next time for another amazing episode.